praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for being patient with us. I know that we're starting just a little bit late. And for those that have been sitting on your couch waiting for a live stream to start, I uh, do greatly apologize for the lateness of us starting. Uh, this has been a very busy day here at Coosa Valley, uh, but it's been exciting. It's been great. We had an awesome, awesome service this morning. Great time of fellowship uh, for lunch, uh, lunch here on campus here with um, with our uh, drama team. Uh, they was here uh, doing parts of what they're uh, getting things ready for uh, Thanksgiving. And then also uh, they had drama practice. Our praise team had practice. And so uh, it's just been a it, just a little bit of a delay, but that's okay. Uh, I greatly appreciate you uh, being a part and being tenant, attentive uh, to the services. And I appreciate, uh, greatly appreciate you uh, being patient with us. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. If you have a prayer request, please text it to the number. Uh, listed on the bottom of the screen, we want to be we want to uh, join with you and partner with you in prayer that God will touch and minister and whatever the need is that's going on in your life, we want to partner with you. That number is 205-642-8744. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God to minister in your need. Dear Heavenly Fathers, we come to you today. Want to thank you again for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for this great and wonderful opportunity that you've allowed us to come to worship and praise you. Father, I pray right now that you'll just open up the windows of heaven and pour out on a continuation of an anointing tonight. Touch our words tonight, Father, as they go forth, that we would be, uh, that the words would be an encouragement and lifting up to your people. Father, I pray that you'll continuously hide us behind the cross of Calvary, that those looking would see your Son, he being high and lifted up, that all would be drawn unto you. We forever give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Coming from this morning, Sunday school, Sunday morning services, what a powerful service. I want to, I want to ask this question, those that watch live feed this morning or went back and looked at anything in live feed, could you tell whether it was website, whether it was Facebook or YouTube, could you tell which was under the new platform and which was under the uh, current platform? platform. If you was able to tell, I want you to text that. Uh, we've already had a couple of the text us to 205-642-8744 and let me know if you could tell which one it was on. Uh, we're working through and striving to uh, change. We're going to be changing to a new platform for our live feed and we've got some kinks to work out but I think everything all in all it worked great. Uh, we've got another uh, uh, couple of things concerning our live feed that we're going to be announcing in the next few weeks, so uh, stay tuned about that. Uh, just for the record, YouTube and Facebook, those things are not going away. We're also going to continue to have a smart TV app, uh, but we're also going to have a couple of new neat features that we're going to be announcing over the next few weeks, so as those things are built and uh, processed, uh, we're going to be sending those things out. I've already sent links to a couple of the things out to different ones in the church to just to get some eyes on that, to, to get us an idea what do we need to change, what do we need to move, so... I want to uh, uh, I encourage you just to be patient with us over the next few weeks as we're working bugs out of our live feed system. If it's not working on one platform, uh, you can go to the website at cvcog.church, click on live feed, and there, uh, there you're going to have uh, the unadulterated, straightforward uh, live stream. 
Uh, whether it's from the new or the old, I will say that sometimes social media, Facebook and YouTube, uh, it does uh, go wonky even no matter what platform. So just uh, be aware of that. Tonight we're going to be taking a look at Revelation chapter 17. We've already been here in Revelation chapter 17 and we're going to be starting in verse 7. Uh, just as a reminder, we've been talking in Revelation chapter 17. We have, or yeah, Revelation 17 verses 1 through uh, 6 up to this point. We've been talking about false religions, false prophets, false doctrine, uh, false gods, all of these things uh, that is going to be laid down as a foundation in the end times. Please understand. Just because it's the end times does not mean before, middle, or after tribulation. What it does mean is that is the end times of the world. And what we've got to understand, we may or may not be here as Christians. Many will ask me, well, are you going to be here this? And are you going to be here on this? I'm just going to tell you something. Stay tuned and you'll know. Uh, you just make sure you're ready at the time of the rapture. And that's all we need to be concerned with. Yes, there's going to be trials. Yes, there's going to be turmoil. Yes, there's going to be tribulation. Yes, there's going to be problems that we're going to have to face and we're going to have to watch after. But we also must understand that God is still in charge. Amen. God is still on the throne. And no matter what is thrown our way, God is in charge. What we must understand is at the end time, Jesus is coming back. He is coming back to establish righteousness, holiness in the world. He is going to bring about the perfect and ideal society, the perfect and ideal government, pure worship and service of God. But before he does this, he's got to destroy and eliminate the ungodly, unholiness, and evil that is in this world today. Righteousness cannot exist with the ungodliness and the evil that exists in the time that we're currently living in. I'm not pointing fingers at any particular body, any particular group. But what I am saying is this, is we have got to be ready as Christians. We have got to be ready to under, and we've got to understand that God is still in charge. We as the church, the body of Christ, we have got to live a holy life. We have got to live a life that lives up to the standard that God wants us to live. Brother Andy, does that mean that we get to look down our noses at other people? No, it does not. It does not mean that we're holier than thou. What it does mean is that we as Christians must hold our own selves to a higher standard. We have got to live a holy life before God. Amen. The subject of this passage and the destruction is the destruction of the religious Babylon, the false religions, false doctrine, false government of the day. Remember, there's going to be a worldwide religion, one world religion at the end time, the worship of the state and the leader and the Antichrist himself. Everyone will be required by law to first give its loyalty to the state, to the government, to the Antichrist, or you're going to face death. This worldwide religion is the worship of the government and the leader is meant by the religious Babylons that we find in the Word of God. You can go back into the Old Testament. You can look at the New Testament and you can find where the religious Babylon is talking and this is false religion. 
Go ahead and take a look with us this afternoon at verse 7. Revelation chapter 17 and verse 7. And it says this, But the angel said to me, Why do you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman, the, the, the woman, and of the beast of the seven heads and the ten horns that carry her. The religion, the false religion of the day, the false prophets, this is a mystery. How can a body of people who claim to believe and follow after to God, yet put honor and put its leaders, its government, its states, its doctrines, its rituals above God is a mystery. What we must understand is we, as the children of God, we have, we have freedoms in the government and the country that we live in. Some of those freedoms have started to be eroded and started to be taken away. One that we do have is a freedom of religion. Uh, there was a state in the United States of America that over the last few days that the people of the state passed many amendments to the state constitution. And that state constitution now holds more... Uh, uh, security for the religious freedoms of that state uh, before everybody just runs and, and moves to that state. What you've got to understand is those, even those things will be eroded at the end times. How can a body of people, the church of God, not the denomination, but the church itself, this body of believers, how can there be a church that actually states that they are putting more loyalty and more faith and more commitment into the government, into religious leaders, is, a, is beyond my understanding. But what we must understand, that is a mystery. How can anyone put more honor and more trust in the governmental leaders and more honor and trust in the state's doctrines and rituals above of God that is a mystery it is hypocrisy it is counterfeit and it is false religion how can a people a body of people claim to follow claim to believe and to follow God and yet slaughter millions of people because they do not believe as we do is a mystery it's hypocrisy it's a counterfeit it's false religion now look, I understand that there's people that don't believe like I do. There are Muslims and there's Hindus and there's Islamics and all other types of religions. I do not... I want to witness to them. I want to, I want to encourage them to reach out of their faith and become a Christian. But here's, here's the catch to that. Here's the catch. What you also must understand is they... Those different religions, they raise their children from birth. They raise their children from birth to die for their religion. Yet, our children in the Christian faith, is some of them, it's also almost like killing them to get them to come to church. You're up one Sunday morning and you're getting things ready. I'm, look, I got it. I'm sure this happens in your house. Text me if this, if this happens. I'm, I'd love to hear the stories. I can hear it now. I'm sure at your house it goes something like this. 
Boy, if you don't get up out of that bed. Half of you watch on live stream. This is live feed tonight. Half of you just started busting out laughing because that is literally what takes place in your home. That is literally what takes place in your house. Boy, if you don't get up out of that bed, we're leaving in five minutes. If you don't get up, I'm going to come out here and whoop you. I'm going to beat you to the inch of your life. I'm sure that something along those lines happens at your home. And then also something else that happens. I think it goes something like this. You pull in the parking lot on two wheels. Look, don't you, you ain't fooling me. I've stood in the foyer. I've stood myself in that foyer, and I watched some of you come down that road. Y'all didn't realize there was a stop sign right there, did you? I've seen some of you. You'll come through there. You're doing, you're doing 55, 60, going through, coming through the stop. Oh, I'm probably going to get some texting. You come through that, and I guarantee you pull in the parking lot on two wheels, and this is the conversation. When we go into church, y'all better dry it up, or you'll get it again when we get home. It goes something like that, or it goes like this. Bobby, Susie, if y'all will get up, and y'all get ready, and y'all go to church, and y'all behave, and y'all smile for the preacher, I'll take you out to eat for lunch. The point that I'm making is this. There's many a times that we, that we have to beg our kids to go to church. We have to beg and we have to plead and we have to, uh, we have to make uh, concessions and we have to threaten and we have to uh, give in on this and we have, to, we have to do this and we have to... There's several things that we do as a process. But there are those of other, of other religions that they... Their kids at seven years old, their kids at 12 years old, they're willing to do anything for their religion that is, all, that is called upon them. What you've got to understand is we as Christians, we need to start teaching our children that there could be a time that you're going to have to stand up and you're going to have to stand on what is right, what is biblical. Regardless of what the, what the, the outcome could be, you're going to have to stand on the Word of God. Why? Because in these last days, there's a lot of things that's going to happen. There's a lot of bad things that's going to happen, and you cannot sugarcoat them. But these things are going to happen. And it's a hypocrisy. It is counterfeit, and it is false religions to see, a false religion to see the things that are going to be taking place. How that Christians, how that Christians will sit in church on Sunday mornings, but yet they'll, in these last days, They'll put their honor and their trust on a false God, a false religion, a false doctrine coming from the Antichrist. These are things that John has witnessed. He saw a picture of exactly what false religion will be like in the last days of the world history. This picture 
is horrifying. It is horrific. The religion of the last days will join hand in hand with the government of the Antichrist and the false religions. And it's going to sweep the world. It's not something that's going to happen just in this country or just in this country or just over here or just down the street. It'll never happen here. No, this will be a worldwide epidemic. John saw most of the world will be seduced by the appeal of a false religion. Most will worship the government as a great provider and protector of society. He also witnessed that religion, that, that false religion of false Babylon, as how that the, the religious Babylon of the false religions will slaughter millions upon millions of people because they refuse to put the state and secular society before their own religion. Church, there's coming a day where today... The decision to go to church or not to go to church may be because you want to stay in that nice warm bed under that electric blanket. It sure is cold outside. I want to stay in bed. It's comfortable here. I want to stay in the recliner. I want to stay on the couch. That may be the difference of what our discussion may be today. But there's coming a time that you're going to have to put God above all else. If you think that you can trust and you can worship and you can have your faith in God right now when things are really as easy as they are, Just think about what comes and what's going to lie ahead. Church, we've got to be ready. Why? Because there is false religion, false doctrine that is sweeping and is telling the church people today, you really don't have to depend on God. You really don't have to go to church. You really don't have to worship God. You really don't have to pay your tithes. You really don't have to read your Bible. You really don't have to pray. But church, this is part of this false religion, this false doctrine that comes straight from that Antichrist spirit. John saw millions of the great multitude of genuine believers Seeing all this, they was being slaughtered. Seeing all of these things left John, left John in a state of bewilderment, amazement, wondering how could these things ever take place. While he stood there somewhat shocked, the angel stepped forward and told John that he would now reveal the mystery and the details of that religious Babylon. There are several things that we're taking a look here. I want to go just a little bit further. Because of our, of our lateness of getting started, I want to continue on, and we want to continue to look at this. So just give me, uh, give me a few more moments here. Verse 7 and 8, we've already read verse 7. Let's take a look at, take a look at verse 8. Reading 7 and 8, and then as seeing that together, we're going to talk about a couple of things really quickly. Verse 8, we've already read verse 7, verse 8. The beast that's, that, that you saw was and is not, and is about to rise from the bottomless pit and go to destruction. And the dwellers on the earth whose names have not been written 
in the book of life from the foundation of the world will marvel to see the beast because it was and is not and it is to come. If you go back and you read that verse, there's a lot of twists and turns and some things that you're like, man, that is definitely not good English. Let's take a look at this. Verses 7 and 8 is what we're going to look at here. There's a source of power of the religious Babylon, of the false religion. In the, end, in the end time, the source of the power for the false religion will be the beast or the Antichrist. Practically all of the facts given in these verses, we've talked about on number, numerous other occasions, but I want to go through and let's talk about them again as is related in, verse, in chapter 17, verses 7 and verse 8. Where it is true, there's no need to repeat the discussion, therefore, just as a brief dis- explanation and notating on major discussions is what we're going to do over the next few moments. There are some things that you need to go back and you can refer back to some previous videos, but I want to continue on and take a look at what we're looking at right now. There's a greatness of the beast that supports the false religions. The greatness of the Antichrist. There's, a, there's an earthly power of the Antichrist. And I, I want to pause here for just a moment because I want to go back and I want to answer something. What we must understand is how can so many Christians, how can so many Christians, how can so many Christians, how can they just be oblivious to what's taking place. How could they be just so oblivious to the Antichrist coming on the scene? Well, here's how that is. There is a power. And belief is, is within the Christianity movement. That is Pentecostal, Baptist, Catholics. That is all rolled in together. Episcopalian, Methodist. Within the Christian movement, there'll be a there'll be a leader from the Christian religion that has a great deal of influence, that has a great deal of power in their might, and they will come on the scene and they will be as I'm trying to think of the right way to word this. They will come on the scene and they will be a great influence of authority on influencing the church world, the Christians, to follow the Antichrist. Brother Andy, that can't happen and that's unbiblical. Well, the Word of God tells us even... The very elect will be fooled. There's a great deal of power behind this beast, this antichrist, this antichrist spirit. The greatness of this beast, it supports the false religion and the greatness of whom the antichrist and the false prophet For the Antichrist is coming in. There is is the great earthly power of the Antichrist. The seven heads and the ten horns. 
the Antichrist will have a seven heads or, uh, or seven governments. The Antichrist will have seven heads or seven governments who will willingly subject themselves to follow the rule of the Antichrist. He will have power over ten horns or ten other governments that will support him. How and when, how is these things taking place? When he finds himself, first he comes to power. He will, co he will come against three governments and conquer them. Absor smaller governments, but absorb them into his own rule or his own nation. These, either these three governments or this rule of this nation of the Antichrist, they will form an alliance or confederation. And these three plus the seven willingly submitting themselves to his rule will be the ten Governments. If you'll find in verse 7, it says the seven heads and ten horns. Seven heads will be the seven countries, the seven nations that fall under the Antichrist rule. The Antichrist rule will then go after three others, and that forms the ten nation alliance. You can go back and you can look at Revelation chapter 13, verse 2. And we had a big discussion when we was back several chapters ago. Imagine this great earthly power the Antichrist will have by ruling over these nations and these empires. The false religions of the end time will have great power behind it. I know that there's a lot to comprehend in this. But I, wanna, I, wanna, I got two more points that we're going to make, and I, prom I promise I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the Brother Andy hurry on this. Yes, I know that's not necessarily a thing. There's great supernatural power with the Antichrist. He will be out of the bottomless pit from the very incarnation of evil and wickedness itself. He will indwell himself with some powerful evil spirits as well from the bottomless pit. We talked about those in Revelation chapter 9, Revelation chapter 11, verses 7 through 10, as well as Revelation chapter 13, verses 2 and verse 3. The last point I want to make this afternoon. Again, I thank I, I, I thank you for being very gracious that we started a little late and we're going over a normal time. But I, I thank you very much for being very gracious with us. There is an end or doom of the Antichrist. There is a perdition. The word perdition means to be destroyed, to be to lose one's well-being. To be wasted and ruined and given a worthless existence. It does not mean that a person will cease to exist. It means that that person will be completely 
destroyed, devastated, condemned to a worthless existence. This person will suffer waste and loss and ruin forever and ever. There is an end to this Antichrist. There is a perdition to the Antichrist. People will follow the Antichrist and the Antichrist prophet, the prophet of the Antichrist, the Antichrist spirits, these false religions, these false doctrines. Why? Because it feels good. It tickles our ears. But you need to understand that by following such, there will be destruction at the hand of the Antichrist. Church, there's, there's so much more. We're going to stop right there, but there's so much more that I want us to look at. Join us back next Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. Thank you again so much for being a part of what God is doing here at Coosa Valley. Remember next Sunday after, after our morning service is our Friendsgiving or... Yeah, there's a big name for it. Friendsgiving. Look on our social media. It's a meal for our young adults and, and those that wants to come. And we can come and have a part. There's a sign-up sheet in the lobby. If you want to bring something, text the church, 205-642-8744. Bring desserts or side items. We're going to be having some chicken that day and just have a great time of fellowship. Come and let's have a great time in God. And then the next Sunday, the 21st, that Sunday night, we will not have a Sunday night record. Uh, live feed because we will all join together. I hope that you'll make plans to join with us at Mount Pisgah Baptist Church. It's right down the road from us here. Uh, join us for our community Thanksgiving service. We did not get to have one last year uh, and the year before. Uh, we had one in 2019. We did not have one last year. Uh, we're going to have one this year. Uh, encourage you all, let's come back together under one roof and let's uh, have a great time in the Lord. There's many opportunities where you can help serve here at Coosa Valley. Uh, visit our website at cvcog.church forward slash serve. Uh, visit there for more information. Also on our website is our online giving, our live fleet feed platforms, and so much more. Make sure you visit there and, uh, and make yourself available. Make those things available to you. You'll only get out what you put in. I encourage you to get connected and plug yourself in to many areas of ministry here at Coosa Valley. We've got drama team, praise team, and so much more. Come and make, a, make yourself a, a part of what God's doing. May the good Lord bless you is our prayer. We're praying for you. We want to partner with you in prayer. If you have a prayer request or a need, please be sure to text it to 05-642-8744. Remember your uh, tithes and your offerings. Uh, go to the website. You can do your online giving uh, and so much more there. May the good Lord bless you is our prayer. Thank you for being a part of Coosa Valley. May God bless you. Amen and amen. Also on our website is our online giving, our live fleet feed platforms and so much more make sure you visit there and uh and make yourself available make those things available to you you'll only get out what you put in i encourage you to get connected and plug yourself in to many areas of ministry here at coosa valley We've got drama team praise team and so much more come and make a, make yourself a, a part of what god's doing 
May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. We're praying for you. We want to partner with you in prayer. If you have a prayer request or a need, please be sure to text it to 05-642-8744. Remember,